and welcome to the Vibrant Light Podcast, your home for uplifting faith-based commentary. I'm your host, Alicia. Today, I will be discussing recent comments made by Kanye West, or Ye, and growing anti-Semitism. I also will be discussing why we as Catholics should be prepared to respond when we are confronted with these horrific remarks. So if you follow pop culture at all, you are probably aware that Kanye West has made a number of anti-Semitic remarks over the past few months. Now, I don't generally follow Kanye West that closely, so I'm not totally sure if perhaps he maybe has said things like this in the past, but I don't believe comments like this are something he is generally known for, as it seems like the re- his recent behavior and the things he has said has taken everyone by surprise. It all seemed to really kick off a couple of months ago on October the 8th when he tweeted, quote, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going Death Con 3 on Jewish people, with Jewish people all in capital letters. Initially, I think most people, most of us, including myself, chalked up this comment to him possibly having some sort of mental health crisis because it was just so obviously hateful. And at this point, that still seems to be the the reaction of most people is that for him to be saying these sorts of obviously horrific things that he must be unwell. He has stated in the past that he has been treated for bipolar disorder, so it's reasonable and compassionate that many people have tried to give him the benefit of the doubt that possibly these this and his comments since then are the result of possi- possible manic behavior and not something he truly meant. But in the following weeks, he continued to make similar comments and didn't make any attempt to retract or clarify what he said. He has also now aligned himself with known self-proclaimed white nationalist Nick Fuentes. I really didn't know who Nick Fuentes was before all this blew up. But when I looked into him, he has a long history of racist behavior, including Holocaust denial. Interestingly, what what I also found disturbing is that he considers himself himself Catholic and appears to desire a Catholic theocracy. It it almost seems like he wants the United States to be sort of some Catholic version of Russia, uh, where people where there's a state sanctioned religion and real strict social controls. This man has praised Putin for the war in Ukraine, which is not at all in line with the church's response. I might get back to him another time. I I don't want to get too much off on a tangent about him specifically. Um, but my point in bringing him, him up specifically is that he is just one of many people that Kanye has surrounded himself with who seem to be continuing to reinforce his ideas and praise his comments and almost use him as a megaphone for their racist and extremist positions. Things with Kanye escalated further when he recently appeared on the Alex Jones internet broadcast of InfoWars. Now, if you don't know who who Alex Jones is, he is a 
well-known conspiracy theorist who recently lost a massive lawsuit, was, which was the result of him calling the victims of Sandy, the Sandy Hook shooting crisis, the families, crisis actors, and really caused those families a lot of grief and and it was it's just horrible what happened what was what happened to those families as a direct result of things Alex Jones said on his radio show so he is not someone that is held in in high regard uh, at all especially right now because those lawsuits just happened but still Kanye went made the decision to go on this person's show Alex Jones's show and he commented he made a comment that Hitler was actually a good person and that he liked Nazis. Now, this caused even the likes of Alex Jones to try to soften it, get him to reword it. And uh, Kanye really just kept repeating the, the same thing and, and doubling down on his statements. Now, up until this point, this recent interview he had on the Alex Jones show, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago now, I hadn't really been paying a whole lot of attention to what was going on with him. I generally don't follow him. I'm not a fan, really. I think over the years, he's made a lot of grandiose statements. So to me, it just seemed like another celebrity kind of running their mouth. But when I heard these comments specifically, I felt compelled to look a little deeper at what was going on. My first thought... Uh, was that these comments must somehow be a, a misrepresentation because I, I didn't hear them specifically at first. I, I read about them. And anybody who takes the time to look deeper into a news story based on a quote often finds people are taken out of context or misrepresented or or you hear, you know, a, a sentence out of a paragraph. And when you hear the rest of what the person has said you you come away with a completely different impression so initially that was my first thought that somehow he must have been taken out of context so I watched a brief clip of his appearance on the Alex Jones show and frankly he wasn't misrepresented at all initially it came across that he may have been perhaps attempting to articulate the Christian and even humanist view of the value and worth of every person, that no person is born evil, but rather engages in evil acts. And that's important to be able to separate those two things. And while that's true, and that is the teaching of the church, and like I said, even atheist humanists believe that, I don't think that was his point, unfortunately. Um, and I would say if he tries down the road to backpedal and say that that's what he was trying to say, if that's the case, he articulated his point very, very poorly. It's also a very manipulative and abusive mindset in general to say that because someone maybe did a few good things, that that somehow offsets behaviors that caused harm. And I'm not just talking about somebody to the degree of Hitler, but just in general. Um, And in his case, specifically in the case of Hitler, I mean, certainly Volkswagens don't offset the Holocaust. So it's a ridiculous thing for him to say. um, And it's extremely 
dismissive. I, dismissive isn't even a strong enough of a word for, for what what he said there. He can't say, I love everyone, which is what he said, even Hitler and Nazis, and then follow it with exceptions. You can't take the view that no person is evil and that there's only evil behavior, but then only apply that to certain people, like Hitler, of all people. We all have God-given grace, and to think otherwise undermines the whole foundation of Christianity. We're, we were all saved. We're all forgiven. We can't exclude groups of people from that and call ourselves Christian. And we can't dismiss evil behavior for a few good acts. He could have made the argument that what we do with our God-given free will, that that determines whether or not somebody is evil and, and spoken about that grace, but he didn't. Instead, he tried to use that to minimize the Holocaust and justify his frustrations with with what sounds like possibly business contracts he has was sort of what I was gathering. Um, just very disturbing. I've also heard some people speculate that what he is doing is actually some sort of performance art theater, if you will. And because he's just so brilliant, it's too difficult for the average person to understand. Regardless of why these statements have been made, it's still damaging. Um, especially his first tweet was threatening. And this type of dialogue and these types of statements have no place in civilized society. Now, I want to be clear. I am a huge advocate for free speech. I don't like a lot of the canceling that has been going on, the censorship on so social media. But you can't incite violence. And Kanye has crossed that line where the things he, the things he is saying are so aggressive and hateful that it is threatening. When he says he's going to go DEFCON 3 on the Jewish people, that, that is threatening. So he has crossed a line here. And regardless of, the, of why this is all happening, neither art or mental illness are justifications for hate. And it doesn't mean we should expect the Jewish people who are victims of these comments to ignore it or brush it off. So I'm not sure if, like he said, if he was trying to make the point that people aren't evil, their behavior is evil. Um, but if that was his point, he didn't do it in a thoughtful way. And he didn't do it in a way that would be supported by any Christian theology. And his invoking of Christianity is really off the mark here. 
The other thing that bothered me too when he was on Alex Jones is he sat at this interview with a Bible in front of him, sometimes with his hand on it, which to me was extremely offensive and off-putting because it seemed like he was really just using the Bible as a prop. So I just don't think for him to try to take this position of, of religious authority, it doesn't compute, at least not in the way he's delivering it. At this point, for the sake of conversation, I'm going to just have to take his remarks at face value and not speculate on any artistic or mental illness explanations because I really don't have any evidence to support those explanations for his current behavior. I'm not looking to play judge and jury today, um, despite the fact that I may sound fired up because I am ab about this. He's just taken it so far. Um, but I, I am going to keep an open mind that he may be in a mental health crisis. I just, at this point, I can't assume that. And I, I think there's more to it than that. Um, but again, to be continued as far as why he's doing what he's doing. The reason more specifically I wanted to talk about this today are the implications on society. Because regardless of the reasons he is saying these things, these comments have real consequences. I think about it this way. Most abusive people have a history of being abused and often have unmanaged mental illness. But we would never put the responsibility of managing an abuser's behavior on their victims. We would support and protect them. While we attempted to get that abusive person under control. But we would never ask the victim of that person's abuse to just deal with it. And the same principle applies here. Even if we give Kanye the benefit of the doubt, which we should, that he is in a manic state and doesn't mean what he says, that doesn't mean we ignore and dismiss the victims of his behavior or act like it doesn't matter or it's no big deal. Recently, a woman, you know, as an example, recently a woman I wasn't familiar with before this situation, uh, her name is Lizzie Savetsky. She was slated to be on the next cast of Real Housewives of New York City. She ended up pulling back from her involvement with the series because after it was announced that she was going to be a cast member, she started receiving threats because she's an outspoken, devout, orthodox Jewish woman. Here's a quick summary of her official statement from page six, which says, quote, I will not be continuing on The Real Housewives of New York City. As a proud, orthodox Jewish woman, I thought participating in this series would be a great chance to represent people like me and share my experience, she wrote. Unfortunately, from the time of my announcement in the cast, I was on the receiving end of a torrent of anti-Semitic attacks. As this continues, I realized that this path was no longer right for me and my family. Savetsky ended the note that she was, quote, looking forward to my next chapter. That's sad. You know, that's that's really, really sad. Not because specifically because of Real Housewives. That, that can be another conversation for another day, but... The fact that 
a legitimate safety issue was created for her. That the things he said and the things a lot of people are saying are have grown into a course on social media of people attacking Jews and Jewish people. And it's in a way that's almost become accepted. Uh, people talk, especially online, about Jewish people as, and they represent them as anti-Muslim, as supporting violence against Palestine. Um, it's a real trendy narrative, it seems right now, to be anti-Israel and anti-Semitic. It's, it's very confusing to me because a lot of the people who are saying these things are also the people who supposedly support diversity and inclusion and will speak out against the displacement of Native people. But for Jewish people, Israel is their indigenous land. And to call for the downfall of Israel is to really call for the instability of the most stable country of the Middle East. Israel is the only true democracy in that religion. So people jumping on this trendy anti-Semitic, anti-Israel bandwagon should really reconsider what they're putting out there. It's also very hypocritical because these are also the same people who also will call speech and and verbiage and tweets and social media posts that they disagree with violence and point to things that they feel will incite violence but somehow they give this stuff a pass and I I don't I say I don't get it but I think what it really boils down to is a hatred of God and church and the Israel is seen as connected to American Christianity. You know, we all worship the same God and and there is a real hatred in this country right now towards religious freedom and religious people. But I don't think these people are thinking through what they're saying. I don't think they're educated on what Israel is and why it's there and are really are not putting themselves in a good light when they go online and and say these things and support somebody like Kanye when he says these things. Now, if I'm being fair, the Catholic Church does not have a perfect history when it comes to protecting and defending the Jewish people. Before Vatican II, there were prayers within the Mass that specifically called for the conversion of Jewish people. The official position of the Church, more recently, has been to discourage attempts to convert Jewish people and to instead work with them as essentially children of the same God. That may be, again, something else I I revisit on another day. Um, I hadn't really in the past dug too much into the history of the relations between the Catholic Church and Jewish people, and there's a lot to unpack there. So um, I think it would be good to look at. I think it, it's important, uh, especially in discussing this modern wave of anti-Semitism, to look at that history and understand how it evolved. So maybe we can apply some of those lessons to what we're seeing today. So what can we do? I think... Managing our daily interactions, as with most things, is a good place to start. When we hear racist and anti-Semitic remarks, we need to call it out, or at least set a boundary 
by disengaging if we're maybe in mixed company or a setting that we don't want to get into a big debate with somebody sometimes a lack of acknowledgement of the remark walking away being quiet can communicate and set a boundary in in an effective way and make it known that we don't condone those types of remarks and attitudes in my experience a lot of these types of remarks are usually made off the cuff and generally can't be supported. So it doesn't require much pushback to shut it down. And in these cases, I really am looking to shut it down. I'm generally more than willing to engage in conversations about controversial topics, but on the topic of racism and anti-Semitism, the, per- the person perpetuating these ideas is starting from the position of, of bias that the individuals they're speaking about are inherently flawed. There's nothing there that I need to understand, so I won't indulge someone in a conversation to allow them to perpetuate hatred they have against a person or a group of people simply because of their ethnicity or how they were born. So thank you for listening today. Um, Again, there's a lot to talk about here and as I was preparing for this episode I came across quite a few things that I want to revisit at later dates because I do think there is a lot of divisiveness right now in our culture and there's a tension that seems to be building that isn't necessary and it's coming from culturally this focus that we seem to have on labels and communities but not communities in the sense of like where we live where we have maybe, you know, diverse groups of people. It's communities of people that have the same ideology we do and this desire to only associate with people we agree with and vilify the people we don't agree with. And in in this specific case, when it comes to the Jewish people, they seem like they're usually the first scapegoat. They're usually the the group that comes up first or one of the first groups that really people go after and it's a red flag to me of where we're moving that there are so many people that are comfortable saying these things um Kanye West is really a bit of an avatar in what's going on culturally. There are a lot of people saying the kinds of things he said. They just don't have the public format to do it. So it's important that those of us who are compassionate, who do respect the value and worth of every human whether they're Christian or not, that we speak up and defend these people. 
and not not just ignore it, not let it slide, don't let it go because not only is defending these people worthy in and of itself, but we're on a track right now where this this type of vitriol and and nastiness and hate is becoming like a societal currency it's in because everybody needs to be a victim of somebody everybody needs to somehow feel oppressed and so they need everybody's looking for a villain I say everybody not everybody there's a population of people that are looking always sort of looking for a villain that they're a victim of and largely that has been directed at religious people so we really do need to stand up and be on the side of our Jewish brothers and sisters on this and be prepared to to engage in those conversations when they come up and social media I've said in the past it's take it or leave it do what you want there I find it to be not a good use of time to argue with strangers on the internet but if that's where this these seeds are being planted maybe there is a case for that I'd love to hear from people that have that do that and feel like they're getting somewhere with it, being successful with it. It's not something I've ever found fruitful. But at the same time, I do think that that's where a lot of this is coming from. So maybe that's an avenue that should be explored as a place of action. So, but uh, thank you for listening. And this concludes today's episode of the Vibrant Light Podcast.